It's time for Outside the Box with Lincoln Stars head coach Rocky Russo and Lincoln Stars broadcaster Joel Norman on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome into another edition of Outside the Box, being brought to you by Raising Canes. I'm Joel Norman as we're chatting Lincoln Stars hockey. We're joined by the head coach of the Lincoln Stars, Rocky Russo. And Rocky, how are we doing tonight? I'm good, Joel. I'm a little cold. A little I'm, bit. I'm a little. I'm a little flustered with the weather. Went from uh, mid 70s to okay. We're going to enjoy some fall weather. To bam, it's 10 degrees at night and it's winter. So. Uh, I haven't haven't got all my leaves cleaned up yet. Uh, I don't have my Christmas lights up yet. I still have pumpkins on my on my front porch from from Halloween. So I'm hoping that after Thanksgiving, maybe we get a little dose of of fall and we get back from Waterloo and and then uh, we have another trip right after Thanksgiving, Des Moines and Sioux Falls, and then the Christmas lights can go up, the leaves can get cleaned up, and, and then it can be winter. Then it can start to, to get cold. I still don't care for the snow, but, um, you know, at the end of the day, I need some more fall in my life before you just go right to yeah. winter time. You know, I'm, I'm good with Christmas music. We talked about that last right. time I was on the show. Uh, my daughters love the Christmas music. The guys have been listening to Christmas music a little bit in the uh, in the locker room. They love the... Uh, the Michael Bublé stuff, which they do. I think okay. is great. I wouldn't so, guess that. Yeah, they they were they were rocking some some Bublé in the locker room a couple days ago. So, I uh, we've got some very eccentric choices in music. And um, the one day I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden, just '60s music comes out, and I was thrilled. Like I love '60s music. I love the Jersey Boys and the Temptations and yeah. and all that stuff. And I I went around the corner, and I'm like. All right, who's got the ox? I want to know. And of all people, Dashiell Oliver puts his hand up. Dashiell Oliver and Keaton Peters are the ones that bring that that different type of okay. uh, a music. So they have some really good taste when it comes to that. So uh, I've loved uh, I've loved that stuff in the room. Love the Christmas music. Not here for the uh, the the cold winter weather just yet, though. <laughs> you're half in, half out right now. It seems like you're in the middle of three different holiday moods, but it's all kind of coming together, though. It is, and we're almost a quarter of the way through our, our hockey season already. I'm not sure how we got that far so fast, but here we are. It's hard to believe. It's been a, a fun start to this season for the Lincoln Stars. 10-3 and three now after another weekend sweep. Uh, matched their season high with a four-game winning streak. Uh, two more wins this past weekend, 5-2 to two against Omaha this past Friday, and then a 4-2 to two win against Des Moines on Saturday at the Icebox. And Rocky, the 10-3 and three start, you and I talked about this a little bit earlier today, it matches the best start for the, se- for the team since 2015-16 through the first 13 games when the Stars also went 10-3. and three. How do you... How do you keep a hot start like this going? Because that season, the team kind of plateaued after they went 10-3 in their first 13. They were 20-21-2-1 the rest of the way. How do you keep guys kind of with their eyes focused on the prize the rest of the way, despite starting so, so well? Uh, we don't focus on, on the big goal. Uh, we're not we're not here to, to worry about what's going to happen in March and April. We're, we're a process-driven organization, and, and uh, 
we believe that there's work to be done on a daily basis. And I know that kind of sounds cliche, but, but that's the, um, that's the mentality that we have as a, as a staff and, and our players certainly buy into it. So, you know, our focus is, is what can we accomplish today, tomorrow, uh, and Thursday in order to be ready to play uh, a great opponent on Friday in Waterloo. Yeah, it is the Waterloo Blackhawks who fans will recall from last year in the postseason, a three-game set against the Stars. You dropped two or three to have an end to the season. Is that something that the returners ever, you know, you ever talk they about? They better be. They better be. You talk about that with yeah, them? Yeah, I'm angry. I I have some scores to settle. Um, you know, I, I listen, congratulations to them. They won the series. Hats off to them. We beat ourselves. We beat ourselves in that series, and, and uh, that I – I don't have any any problem saying that. Um, our our veterans certainly probably do have a, a chip on their shoulder for that. Our our young guys that didn't experience it um, can feel for the veterans and can understand that that we're six months away from being in that situation again, and and we want to learn from it. We want to be better from it and, and more prepared for playoff hockey. But this is our first obviously uh, opportunity to play them again. They're not the same team. We're not the same team. Um, but still we we want to we want to get some some revenge and and uh, we want to beat them twice in their building to this weekend but uh, that obviously starts with game number one on Friday is that something you bring up or will bring up during the week this week or do you kind of get this sense that the returners already have that on their mind you know what I think that when it comes to uh, to stuff like that I don't even need to mention it um, you know Doug and and Marcy and and Antonio obviously three of our four veteran captains were a part of our team last year they they felt that that uh pain when we lost that series and uh i'm sure that that they're handling things inside the room that's not something i even need to bring up and it's obviously a crucial series two games on the road 705 on friday 605 on saturday waterloo sits four points back of the stars who are tied with fargo atop the western conference and fargo and lincoln with 20 points apiece the best point totals in the USHL. So we'll see Fargo a little bit later on as well. But Rocky, we're hitting a stretch where we're starting to see some opponents we haven't seen yet, and you're getting a chance to battle these teams at the top of the Western Conference. Uh, what do you think needs to, what are some things you really have to focus on over the next couple of weeks? You know what? It's it's just us getting better. It's, it's working on um, the, the same things that we talk about all the time. It's funny that, uh, you know, as, as talented as our players are and what a great league this is, we still have to just hammer the 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 basics and the finer details and you know we talked about the importance of defending in transition and not giving up odd man rushes in in our game on uh on saturday and what happened we gave up a bunch of odd man yeah. rushes and yeah. and uh obviously it it ended up hurting us but uh we came back and we battled through that we didn't play our best game on saturday but uh we were really good when it counted in in the third period and we were managed to win a game there but um that's how that's how the good teams are able to to strike in this league and and the great teams are able to sustain offense as well if they don't score on that line rush and and wear you down and score goals through through that uh, offensive zone possession i think that's something that we're very good at and uh you know so we we need to be able to defend those and consequently a lot of their line rushes came from our mistakes in our offensive zone on saturday night and and that's something that there's some give and take there, right? Like I, I allow the guys and give them the, the green light to play above the tops of the circles, uh, activate our D, send them down the dot line, send them down the walls. Our forwards are comfortable with the puck. 
high in the zone on their stick, which a lot of teams are not going to do. They're not going to they're not going to play risky hockey like that. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if you do it now and maybe you do make some mistakes like we did on Saturday, it's going to pay off in the long run because they're going to know when they can push that envelope and when they can't, and, and they're going to feel confident to do it in the right time. So uh, I'm happy to, to let them fail a little bit and, and learn from those mistakes so that they can continue to grow and improve. Certainly felt like the home crowd was treated to a fun evening on Saturday. It's just going to a hot game. You got a little bit of everything out of that game. You had some breakaway saves. You had a breakaway goal that Mesa Marcellus scored. And you and I touched on that a little bit after the game. But explain that for those who maybe didn't catch it. That was a set play that led to that goal. A face-off back in the star zone end. They, you win the draw. Boston Buckberger banks it off of the wall. Mesa Marcellus sneaks behind the defense and then goes five-hole. Take us through that one. Yeah, we moved. Normally, the, our two wingers would line up on the inside hash mark in front of our net, and our defenseman would line up uh, on the board side. And so we moved Mason to the board side. We put the defenseman behind the face-off dot, and uh, I kind of said to Mason, hey, if we win this draw, get up the ice a little bit and then get lost because what's going to happen is their strong side D is going to start to shift to the middle. That's going to allow you to, to create some space and get behind him and I told Box, just make sure when you bank it, bank it off the yellow and not off the white. We'll get that nice hard ice box bounce, and, <laughs> and Mason should be able to chase it down. And then, you know, we said to, to Mason, it's up to you at that point. you got to put it in the net, and he was able to finish it. That was such a fun play. Everything had to be perfect, like we said the other day, and it was. And it was. I think it was really fitting that the three players who helped pull that off, Tanner Ludke wins the drop, Austin Buckberger with a perfect pass, Mason Marcel scores. I mean, those are three guys you're looking to to make those kinds of plays. Absolutely. They're obviously, uh, you know, leaders and uh, and guys that have been crucial for us in big moments this year. Tanner started the scoring with uh, with a great goal early on in the first period, and and boxes just continued to uh, to point every night and and play sound defense. So, you know, those are guys that that you need to be able to contribute for us. And and you know, we've got others, obviously, and Doug Doug Grimes and Keaton Peters and Antonio Fernandez and and just all these guys that that are expected to play good, sound two hundred foot hockey, contribute when they can, but make sure that they're. Um, they're being leaders and, and setting a, an example and a high bar for the rest of the guys. Another great weekend for Boston Buckberger. You mentioned him three assists, and the Stars are now 9-0 in games when he records a point. What's the most impressive skill that he has brought to the Stars as a newcomer this year? You know what? He's he's just poised with the puck, and, and he's playing a lot of minutes, obviously. Um, playing on our top pair with Antonio Fernandez. Both those guys are logging minutes in all situations. And, and uh, Boston's just been able to, you know, hold on to the puck when he needs to, escape when he needs to, make good decisions with it, break it out, join the rush, contribute offensively. Obviously, he scored a big goal for us late in the game a couple weeks ago that gave us a win. And um, you know He's been a guy that's been uh, able to adjust to this league rather quickly, which is why uh, he was our first-round draft pick in the in the USHL Phase 2 draft last summer. Obviously, he's fitting extremely well. Uh, let's talk about a couple of guys. A guy who came back into the lineup this past weekend, Brendan Ali. He had missed five games, and boy, it was nice to have him back. We talked about what he can bring with his skill, uh, his speed on the ice as well. He had an assist in both games, slotted on, on that line with Klaus Weinbergs and Michael Messick, and for the three of them, it was kind of back like they never left in a lot of ways with how they jailed. What was missed the most about not having Brennan Ali in the lineup? Well, it's his pace, right? Like, he he just pushes it so hard. He's the first one to touch pucks. He's physically dominating. He's able to, he's able to push the D back with his feet. 
He finishes his checks. He shoots pucks. He makes plays. He he is really important to our penalty kill. He was over the wall first, killing penalties with Jack Larrigan for uh, a stretch of games there before he got hurt. And and so um, getting him back was uh, it just makes us deeper and creates more pace for us and and more physicality and and uh, adds another dimension to our our forwards that we miss when we don't have him in the lineup. I'm glad that you brought up him as a penalty killer. That was something I forgot. And that first time he stepped down on the PK, I thought, okay, that's right. I forgot how useful he was on this. You think of a lot of the other things he could do. He's a point-of-game player right now. You're thinking about the offensive talent, but obviously so useful to have a guy on both ends like that. This is Outside the Box as we're chatting Lincoln Stars Hockey here on 93.7 The Ticket. Outside the Box is being brought to you by Raising Canes. And we invite you to be part of the show. Give us a call on the Honda of Lincoln hotline at 402-464-5685 or text us on the Sarter Hammond text line to that same number, 402-464-5685. I'm Joel Norman alongside the head coach of the Lincoln Stars, Rocky Russo. And we did have some news this week for the Stars. Cole Crossberg rosine We've been talking about him more and more every week. He was on the show last week. He was named the USHL Defenseman of the Week. And he's really started to kind of come into his own in recent weeks. You were saying a couple of weekends ago you thought he played his best hockey, and he just kind of seems to keep going on up. What's impressed you about him over the last couple of weeks? Well, Cole, you know, a lot like uh, most guys that come from the North American Hockey League or, or any other junior hockey league for that matter, have an adjustment period. It's... This league is is so good. It's so fast. It's so talented. Um, you don't have any time and space to make plays, and and so the adjustment process for guys just takes a little bit of time. And and uh, you know Cole was was playing with DJ, and then he wasn't playing with DJ. Now he's back with DJ, and I think that's helped him. But more than anything, Cole's adjusted to the pace. He understands he's got to move his feet when he touches pucks. He's got to get pucks to the net. He's got to. Uh, defend with his feet, close really fast, and and be physical, and and that's the biggest thing that I've I've noticed, and our staff has noticed in the last couple of weeks is he's playing a much more physical brand of hockey. He's defending and and hitting and pinning and finishing his checks and and making things difficult on our opponents, and uh, I think that's creates creates confidence in a player. And I know he's a twenty year old, and and uh, he's got junior hockey experience, but this USHL is just a different beast, and so. Um, Really proud of how he's continued to grow. He fought through some adversity a few weeks ago when he wasn't playing well. Now he's playing great hockey, and he's being rewarded for that. Absolutely. He's got two goals and three assists in his last five games. No goals, two assists in the first eight games. And we talked about it before the season. This was someone we expected to be a contributor offensively. Second-round pick. Second-round pick. We, yeah. we knew we had to replace our decor, and uh, obviously we lost five out of our 7D from last year. And so – you know, hats off to, to our GM, Nick Fabrizio, and, and Billy Puglisi, who's no longer with us, who's now scout for uh, the the C, uh, Vancouver, Vancouver Canucks, my apologies. Somewhere in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, Vancouver. Um, so, uh, but those guys, you know, they did a great job with our draft preparation. I was able to watch a lot of, uh, of Boston's video and a lot of Cole's video. I knew we obviously needed D, and so that was where I was able to put my focus, and, and so... We it was it was an e easy decision to pick those guys because we were all on the same page about what we thought they could bring to this league. One thing with Crossberg Rosine that's changed in addition to all the points recently are his shots on goal. Fourteen shots in the last five games after just seven in the first eight games. Was this a change that he kind of made on his own? Was just getting more comfortable, or was this maybe just a recommendation from the coaching staff? Let's get a few more pucks on net. It was a direct order. <laughs> direct order. Okay. 
Cole, shoot the puck, son. Um, <laughs> Cole, Cole shot is as good as he is. Cole shot is uh, his best asset. He it comes off his stick differently. Uh, I don't know exactly what it is, but he he knows uh, how to transfer his weight. He snaps it, and it's heavy. It's hard. Uh, he can put it where he wants it, and so um, we said, "Hey, this is this is a huge asset for you, and something that." I don't think you're utilizing enough. And and I also knew in the back of my mind that the more offense he started to create, uh, the more confident he would become in all the other assets of his or uh, uh, avenues of his game. So um, we wanted to, to send him to a place where he was most comfortable, which is playing offense, allow him to create his confidence there, and then work our way out from, from that point. He's really hit his groove recently, and another member of the Stars who has is Jack Larrigan. All of a sudden, he scored twice in his last three games after he had no goals in his previous 38 USHL games. And you were saying this too, Rocky. He was due for some goals. He'd been playing well, just hadn't gotten rewarded. Well, now they're kind of starting to come for Jack. What's been the biggest difference for him as of late that's led to the puck getting to the back of the net a little bit more? You know what? More than anything, it's a matter of of Jack being confident that Jack is 100% a confidence player and and the thing with Jack is he was incredibly dynamic in in the youth levels I mean hundreds of points playing for Shattuck St. Mary's and Jack's one of those kids that probably left um, prep school a little early and he did so out of necessity because of COVID not knowing whether they were going to be playing or not he went to the USHL as a 16 year old and uh, it was a tough goal for him um, he didn't play nearly as much as he as he should have when he was that age. He he then came to us last year, and we were pretty deep up front, and he struggled a little bit. He was still a good penalty killer, but he wasn't creating any offense because he didn't have the confidence to move his feet. We sent him to the North American League. Um, he even struggled for his first 10 or 15 games there. Then he found his footing, started to score a lot in the second half of the year. And uh, came back as a as a new kid with a lot of confidence, and uh, I think it hit him again when he wasn't scoring right away early on in the season. And I just talked to him about staying the course and and being confident, and and when you get your chances, you got to bury him. And uh, you know he wasn't generating a lot of chances. He was still doing really good things. He was passing the puck, creating offense, still killing penalties, touching pucks first with a forecheck. Um, but he was able to score in Sioux City last week. He scores the empty netter on Saturday against Des Moines. And, uh, you know, those are things that will help push him in the right direction and, and continue to uh, hopefully allow him to, to find his name on the score sheet. And it's nice to see him getting those. You could tell it was something he was he was hungry to get some goals and to really jump in. And as we said, those have been coming a little bit here recently. Let's talk about our upcoming guests on the show, two different types of players, defenseman Adam Kleber and center Klaus Weinbergs will join us Um Adam has been a guy who I think if you're watching closely, you can tell how good he is immediately, despite how young he is. What's impressed you the most about him? He's a stud. Like, he's a stud. He's a first-round NHL draft pick. Um, you'll never know when you talk to him. I mean, he is humble. He is He's actually quite funny. He's got, he's got this dry personality that until you get to know him, he just kind of seems like he's a little introverted. Um, but he's, he's super funny. He's really mature. He's, he's respectful. You can tell how well he's been raised as a young man. And, um, to be able to play in this league at the level that he's playing as a 16 year old kid is just, it's fun to watch. Like I'm, I'm, I'm privileged and honored that his parents allowed us to be a part of his developmental process because 
he is he is absolutely going to play in the National Hockey League one day. And in the meantime, he's going to be such an integral part to our success here for next year and the year after, and then eventually matriculating on to the University of Minnesota Duluth. He's been a lot of fun to watch. So, well, I, I for me, what sticks out is just his ability to block shots. Every every time he's so willing to get up there, get, makes a lot of little movements to get in the way of them, does such a good job with that. Let's touch on Weinbergs. He was a guy, obviously, there's plenty of excitement about him when he got here. Former uh, NHL draft pick this past summer by the Tampa Bay Lightning. Got two goals on Friday. He seems like he's kind of coming into his own a little bit now. What have you noticed with him in recent weeks? You know, sometimes with, with those European players, they, they need to adjust to hockey here in the States. The The ice is a little smaller. Uh, the the urgency going north is, is much, much more. Uh, they play a puck possession, patient, sometimes south type of mentality in uh in europe and and here it's it's we want to transition we want to get on top of you we want to get behind you and uh and so that took him a little bit and and i was able to have some conversations with him and uh and talk about what the expectations are here for him what our non-negotiables are in regards to how we ask him to play and and make him understand that the things that we're asking him to do will directly benefit him as he grows as a player uh, he also had a very unique situation. It's an NHL draft pick without an agent walking into the USHL showcase in Pittsburgh. Um, that's like, you know, I mean, it's essentially unheard of. And, and I was tasked with managing all of this. Uh, I, I didn't even talk to Tampa Bay about exactly what they wanted until kind of the thing had spun off the rails a little bit. And so uh, we were able to kind of close up the circle a little bit push all the the sharks back uh we got him an agent we started to settle on some schools um and and now he's been on he's been on four visits i suspect he will be making his college decision in the next couple of days and uh and i think that's going to be a tremendous weight off of his shoulders then he can just focus on playing he'll know where he's going to school next year and he won't have to worry about all this other stuff that was gonna be my next question was is do you think maybe just getting a little bit more comfortable just with that getting some clarity in the college situation helps a little bit as well because obviously for these uncommitted players in the ushl it's got to be something that weighs on your mind well it's such a distraction um because you you know it's one thing if you're if you know, hey, I'm not committed, but I'm going to be patient. I'm going to get something when the time's right. Um, it's another thing when, you know, they're just beating down your door like they were with Clavs early on in the season. And not only was it with the schools, but it was the agents. I mean, there's 25 agents calling him, and there's all these different schools calling him. And he's such a nice kid. He wants to have an hour-long conversation with everybody. So I'm like, Clavs, you talked to eight schools last night for six hours. Like, you're clearly not focused on what we're doing here. I don't blame you for that. I understand how, how challenging this can be, but we've got to put our priorities back in line. First thing we need to do is have that advisor that uh, that can help you through this process, and then we need, to, we need to close the door on some of these schools and just focus on the ones that you're really serious about. Then you can turn your attention to hockey and, and make sure that your priorities are in order. And it seems like it's become that way. He had two goals on Friday against Omaha as well as one assist in the Stars' 5-2 to two victory. We'll take a quick break here on Outside the Box, being brought to you by Raising Canes. When we come back, we'll be joined by defenseman Adam Kleber and forward Klaus Weinberg. This is 93.7 The Ticket. <laughs> 